0: We are a mission-minded congregation, a joy uh, to welcome you into this space um, before all of winter hits us in the next two days. Um, So hopefully you're prepared for that, and if there's something you need, let us know. Um, Our ushers will be passing out our friendship attendance pads. If you could fill those out and pass them along so we can make sure we can keep you connected to all that is going on within the life of our church And as you do, share those, look around, see who all is worshiping alongside you this day. If it's a face you don't recognize or just maybe someone you haven't seen in a while, I hope you create some time and space to say hello to one another. And for those joining us online, we welcome you into this shared time and space of worship. You can access our bulletin as well as register your own attendance, but we welcome you into this time together. Um, I do have a lot of uh, upcoming things I want to share so bear with me Um, first tomorrow uh, the youth will have a service day they're going to stew pot I would say just parents who've signed up for that you know look at remind I'm sure Jeff will send stuff out in the event that that needs to be canceled or cut short but I think tomorrow evening is more of the issue Um, if you have not signed up to go on that Make sure you talk to Jeff and don't just show up only because we need to make sure we have enough drivers. So if there's youth who want to go, please reach out to Jeff um, if you have not talked to him yet. Um, Two this week, Grace Place has their monthly visit with the Homeless Ministry Connection in Galloway. They will meet Wednesday at 7. And then we begin our Wednesday nights again this Wednesday. We'll meet here for our fellowship meal at 545 Followed by uh, intergenerational table talk together, we always begin and end that way as a way for the entire church family to literally sit together at table and get to know one another. You may be sitting with a first grader and a 90-year-old member, you don't know. So come and uh, enjoy a fellowship meal and spend some time together at table. The next week we'll be sharing more about the upcoming Wednesday nights. A few dates, upcoming dates, for people to be mindful of. Bridge kids, 5th and 6th grade, you will have your another Sunday night bridge on January 21st. Make sure you mark that date. And then January 27th, that's a Saturday, from around 8.30 to 1, we will have a day apart together. Any and all church members are welcome to attend that. There will be a light breakfast served and we'll be in the garden room. It's a day of planning, and visioning and dreaming together. Um, when we finish up, those who wish... We'll go get lunch together afterward, but that is not um, a requirement of the day if you have more to do. Um, Bible 101 for our 2nd through 4th graders will begin January 28th. There's information about that in your bulletin, so if you have a child in that age range, please take a look at that. And then finally, I want uh, our youth parents to mark February 23rd through 25th. There is a group of area United Methodist pastors who just met and said, you know, we think there's a need for a collaborative youth retreat for our young people. So we have created one, and our youth will be participating. All the information is there, but this is what I need your help with. There's lots of ways that we need your help for this event to be successful, not just for our youth, but for area youth who will be joining us for that weekend. One of those will be collecting bottled water and individually wrapped snacks for the Friday night worship service at Anderson, and we'll have some bins out there next week where you can place that. But there's information about that in your bulletin, or you can see Jeff if you have more questions. And finally, last two things, I promise. One, a nursery update. The upstairs is almost done from the flooding from the new roof. Um, we've got every <laughs> the floor back down. Um, everything's been reworked. It just needs to be cleaned there. If you've ever seen you know carpentry work, and you know that it's a mess. So I think the company is doing a little bit of that. It may require a day to meet up and go through toys and decide, do we really want to wash all of these, or is this a good time to throw some away? Anyway, Havenkin will be in touch about that. But we're so close, so close to getting that space ready again. And then last, and I want everyone to listen to me. Are we ready? I will never email you asking you for gift cards, money, or assistance especially saying, kindly respond now to this email so I can tell you exactly how much money I want you to give me. Um, Always check the email address. It's never for me. Unfortunately, it's a reality in the world we live in that is taking place in every church, in every state. Um, I even get text messages from the bishop asking me to respond so I can give the bishop money. I don't respond to those, in case you're wondering. Um, So just know, it's a scam that is not going away. Be mindful of it. I will not send you an email asking you for money or gift cards, Um, especially worded in a way that says, I can't talk to you right now. Please email me back um, so I can ask for money. Um, As always, please read through our bulletin, see all that is going on within the life of our church and how you may be involved. But now, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship God this day. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Spirit of God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And God saw that it was good. At the beginning of his ministry, Jesus was baptized by John. The heavens opened, and the Spirit descended like a dove. Then God said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. I invite you to stand together as we uh, say together our opening prayer and then remain standing for our opening hymn and our praise chorus. The prayer is found in your bulletin, and let us say these words together. New every morning is your love, great God of light. And all day long, you are working for good in our world. Stir up in us a desire to serve you, to live peacefully with our neighbors and all your creation, and to devote each day to your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
1: Thank you for being here. I just wanted to say we all love, and I know you all do, David White, our director of music. He will be back next week, and uh, we're just glad you're here. Please open your hymnal, and let's sing hymn number 89, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee, all four stanzas. Thank you. Spirit of God. The words are in your bulletin.
0: Many of you know um, each month uh, when we come forward for communion, we think about a way that we can share outside of these walls um, through our gifts. And for the month of January, our communion offering goes to support um, our scholarships with blessings, a connection that was made with the school in Honduras through the General Board of Global Ministries of the United Methodist Ch- uh, Church through a Wednesday night program with our kids. And every year we get letters and pictures of these students. There's some that are hanging in the foyer. Um, the new ones have yet to be put up, but hopefully this week they will. But I wanted—we want to share the next few Sundays some of those letters. So Cody is going to read one today from Diego, who is 11 years old. He's in the sixth grade with a 94% average. His birthday is June 20th. Um, his mother works in a local factory to support his family of five. And this is the letter that he sent us.
2: Good morning. I appreciate and thank you for everything you gave me through the notebooks, the pencils, the uniform. They have helped me and my mom because my mom can only buy the physical education gear. I hope you are well. God bless you. Maybe we can see each other one day. I thank you very much. Sincerely, Diego. Service. We're gonna hear stories about how Jesus was baptized. Now, what? what is
3: baptism? What? You're welcomed into the world of God.
2: You're welcomed into the world of what? That answer. What else? What? You're in God's family. You're in God's family. Yeah. yeah. So maybe you've been in service when we've seen someone get baptized. Right, It could have been a little baby whose parents love God and follow Jesus. Sometimes it's someone a little older, and they decided to love and follow Jesus. Now, when someone gets baptized, it can be a little bit of water, which we usually refer to as a sprinkle, that's sprinkled over their head, or it can be a lot of water, like a pool or a lake or a pond. So, and when someone is washed in the water, we speak God's promises over that person, that God will love that person forever and ever, and so that they will feel loved and accepted and forgiven no matter what. So I brought a book with us to kind of help us understand baptism a little better. So it's called Come to the Water, Little One. And so if you need to be able to see, we can. Come to the Water, Little One says, what a great bath. See, so this is a little baby being baptized. Come and meet God's baptized son. Now, who do you think that is? Jesus. Jesus, right. And it says, this is my beloved son. We have a dove flying down. And do you remember who this is? John. John Baptist. Yeah, great job. Y'all have heard that story before. It says, Jesus welcomes everyone. And Jesus says, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for to such as these belongs the kingdom of God. Come to the water, child of grace. Come to your baptismal place. And then they say, I present Marie to receive the sacrament of baptism. So see the little baptismal font in the middle? Filled with water. Ours is right here. And it, right here. See that bowl? It even looks like water. And it holds water. That's where people come here. Feel a cross upon your face. It says you are marked with the cross of Christ forever. Sometimes we remember our baptism. Go from the water, baptized one. Jesus says, come and follow me. So baptism is just the very beginning, right? It doesn't end there. It just begins there. Because we go and show what God has done. So here we have people sharing food in Jesus' name. We share food with others. Y'all do that a lot by bringing peanut butter, right? Oh, Lord, hear our prayer. We spend time praying and in prayer for others. And Jesus said, this is my body, broken for you. When do you hear that? At the last dinner. Uh Uh-huh, the last supper, which we do on communion Sundays, right? Yeah. And then we also, Jesus said, so we tell others about all the wonderful things Jesus had done. And says, let your light shine like the sun. So we welcome all into the Lord's family. And now your new life has begun. So Jesus says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So we're all invited to experience this gift from God. And when Jesus was baptized, it reminded us and connected us into God's family. But we know Jesus went on to heal the sick, right, and feed the hungry. And make sure that all were invited to the table. And that's what we do, right? So this week, I want you to think about how you can share God's love with others. Do you think you can do that? All right, I'm excited to hear about it. Come next week, okay? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. And inviting us all to feel your love. Amen. Amen. And if you are three through kindergarten, you can go to extended session with me and some of the bridge kids.
1: Well, uh, I'm no preacher, <laughs> and I'll probably spend the next few minutes proving that to you. <laughs> um, but when we were talking about uh, stewardship and our leadership committee, I, it occurred to me that I had never really uh, shared my experience with stewardship, and so I asked Dawn if I could, if I could uh, have a few minutes with you and. and uh, Preachers have a hard time getting folks to talk about stewardship, so she she jumped all over it. <laughs> um, when I was growing up, we sporadically attended the Baptist church, and, and I never really became a part of it. And so, uh, it wasn't till uh, Mary Lee and I got married that that uh, we started. I started attending regularly. We attended a Presbyterian church in Memphis. And that was when I decided to make my profession of faith. And and uh, I was actually, uh, I was probably 30. I don't remember the dates and the amounts very well. It was a long time ago. But uh, I actually got baptized with a baby. I don't mean they used a baby. Presbyterians use water like everybody else. I just meant <laughs> I, me and a baby were baptized at the same time. And it was kind of strange. That, Pastor Bill was carrying the baby around, and they were all ooh and all about it, and then they looked over at me, and I'm standing there. Uh, it was strange, but obviously it was a big moment in my faith journey. Um, but another moment that may have been just as big, um, maybe even bigger, was a few months later, uh, while we attended the church, uh, we, we attended fairly regularly, but we sporadically gave. And Mary Lee always let, kind of lets me lead, uh, take the lead on charitable giving, and she'd say, "You want to write a check today?" And I'd say, "Yeah." And she'd say, "How much?" And I'd say, oh. "But stewardship uh, season came around, and I was introduced to um, what has become one of my favorite Bible verses, and you've all heard it, but uh, it's it's found in Luke 12 and and uh, also in Matthew. Jesus said, do not store up treasures for yourselves on earth where moth and woodworm destroy them and thieves can break in and steal. But store up treasures for yourself in heaven where neither moth nor woodworm destroys and thieves cannot break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And that's, that last line was the one that got to me. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we decided uh, that it was time to uh, put our money where our profession was, and we made a big jump. And I don't remember the details. Mary Lee will correct me later. She'll know exactly what it was. But um, <laughs> we, we increased our giving by a factor. I, I don't know, three or four times. It became, it became a random check to a, a significant expense. And we continued to do that over the years, um, and and I noticed two things as a result of that. One of which I'm a little hesitant to to share, but I feel like I need to just because it's part of our story. And that is that even though we kept increasing our giving every year, the money was always there. We never had to say, "Oh, we you know we need to um, we need to cut back on the pledge," or we need to. Uh, pay the minimum on our credit card every time we got ready to write the check the money was always there Now, I hesitate to say that because that sounds a lot like the prosperity gospel and I'm not here to talk about the prosperity gospel uh, that's just our story and I I wanted to tell you that's what happened but uh, your mileage may vary but what I do want to talk about uh, is that somehow and I can't explain it very well when we started writing big checks to the church, we sort of got invested in it, and and we started doing things uh, at the church that I never would have dreamed we would have done, even a few months earlier. We, uh, our church did a homeless shelter for situationally homeless uh, for a week a month, and Mary Lee and I were the were the Saturday night chaperones. We would spend Saturday night in the church, uh, sleeping on a cot in the preacher's office. Um, we learned, uh, Mary Lee and I actually taught youth Sunday school for a year or so, which was where I learned I had no gifts teaching youth Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys over there in the corner should say a little prayer for a, a youth group a generation ago that had to learn that with me. Um, and so as a result of that, uh, I, I'm convinced that obviously i made a profession of faith, but I was convinced that because it had something to do with what Jesus said, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Um, and I became convinced over the years that for me at least, and maybe for some of you, that God does not need for me to give him money. I need for me to give him money. It's a blessing to me. I'm not blessing God. And we all, we all want to be closer to God, don't we? Don't we? (laughs) So I I would like for you to to consider doing two things this stewardship season. Uh, One is to don't, don't, maybe don't do what we've been guilty of doing from time to time, which is, now, we need to fill out this card. What do you want to give this year? Well, I don't know. What did you give last year? Uh, well, let's just, let's just add $25 a month, you know, whatever. But this year, actually, start from scratch and sit down and prayerfully consider what God might be calling you to give to this community of faith. And I realize that it's not just you and God. It's you and God and probably your spouse. And so... They may have heard a different number than you heard and, and it, there might be some uh, some negotiation or some further discernment that you might need to do but, but prayerfully think about how much is God calling you to give him through this church. And the second thing not as important as the first but I feel, still think is, is pretty important and that is to fill out one of these pledge cards that you've seen on your on your uh, seat. And if you're uncomfortable putting an amount down, pull out your phone and calculate what that number you came up with is as a percentage of your income and put the percentage down. Uh, Just put something down on paper, turn it into the church so that you will remember your commitment and you'll remember the the prayerful discernment uh, that you went through. that percentage may not be more or less than what you gave last year. I know there's actually a, a family uh, here in the church where I heard their situation and I suggested maybe that in this season of their family they might be trying to do a little too much and they might want to scale back. But, but I know for a lot of us it might, might be a bigger number than you are used to. But, but let God tell you what that number is. Will you pray with me? Father, we pray for your leading us in our financial gifts to you through your church. And we pray that having received those directions through your grace, we will respond with faith, gratitude, and love. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Listen as we share Uh, Psalm 29 this morning. Ascribe to the Lord, you mighty beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders, The, the Lord thunders. Over the mighty waters. The voice of the the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon leaf like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forest bare. And in his temple will cry, Glory. The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace.
0: Thank you for that. Our gospel reading today comes from Mark 1, verses 4 through 11. And as we prepare to hear God's word this day, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, May your word be known and in the faithfulness of our lives. May your word be shown. Amen. Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I shared with you last week that the message of Epiphany could be summed up with one word. Identity. The two stories that mark the Epiphany season, the arrival of the Magi, wise men from the East, and Jesus' baptism. Stories that move us past the tiny newborn baby at the manger to name who it is that's been born in Bethlehem. Last week, we looked at the story of the wise men, and today we stand at the Jordan with Jesus as a voice from heaven says, You are my son, the beloved, with whom I am well pleased. This past fall, I went through a Methodism 101 class in my Sunday school. It was kind of an adult confirmation, and I pretty much used all the lessons and the pieces from when I walk through confirmation with our young ones at church. And one of the lessons is the sacraments. We talk about what the word sacrament means. We name the sacraments of our church, why they are sacraments, why they are the ones we have in the United Methodist Church, we have two sacraments. Baptism and communion, or the Eucharist, as it is sometimes called. Um, and any of you, Compromise, remember why we have two sacraments? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> all right, you all fail. Um, you're going you're to be angry at yourself for not remembering because it's a pretty easy answer. We have two because they're the two Jesus did. Now, do you remember me saying that? No? Still no? (laughs) Zachary's like, I do, I remember that. Um, We have two, because these are the two that we find in Scripture that Jesus participated in. Baptism at the Jordan, and of course the meal with his disciples, what we call the Last Supper, and we hear about it in Paul's letters, Um, Communion a time at table together where Christ has promised to be present, a shared meal that reminds us we are one body, the body of Christ. Um, I know once a month we aren't able to sit down and actually share a meal together, but every time we participate in this sacred act, communion serves as a visible reminder that we are to share life together. And then baptism... And I think at times we forget that baptism carries this communal element as well. We're guilty of leaning too much into the individual side of baptism, the emphasis on the individual or that cute little baby coming to the water, being washed by the water, taking on a new identity in Christ. Um, Just so you know, we actually do have a cute little baby coming to be baptized next Sunday, uh, so you don't want to miss that. During Advent and Christmas, if you remember, we focused pretty heavily on the Incarnation, naming the ways that the doctrine of the Incarnation help us understand Jesus, God, who we are, and Jesus choosing to join the multitudes in the waters of the Jordan Well, this just continues to help us understand the incarnation and who we are to be in light of God being birthed among us. Because the truth is God didn't send Jesus to earth as a human just to play a role for a while. Instead, God immersed God's self into our lives. The divine entered the world As a human. And Jesus wasn't just playing a part. He walked the roads we walk. Jesus understood temptation and pain and anger and sadness and humility, and Jesus chose to join us in the waters. When Jesus was baptized, he made a conscious decision to identify himself with the whole Judean countryside. And all the peoples of Jerusalem. He took upon himself the faults and failures, the pains, the problems, all the broken people who flocked to the Jordan River. And by wading into the waters with them, he took his place beside them and among them. Beside us and among us. Baptism is Jesus joining us in our screw-ups and our faults and our failures in those long days, those questions, those challenges, and just saying, I know how you feel. Baptism is the beginning of our journey where we strive to learn and understand what it means to walk with Jesus because Jesus has already decided to walk with us. And part of our journey, part of what we are called to do, well, it's not only to learn how to walk with Jesus, but how we are to walk with those who have been baptized with us and entered into community with us. Baptism is about learning how to be church, the body of Christ. For the world that God so loves. Baptism is about each of us as individuals, knowing that we have been claimed and named by God. And in our baptism, we also join the whole Judean countryside and all the peoples of Jerusalem. We enter community. A community of believers shaped and defined by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. A community of believers called together to be community for the world that God so loves. I want you to jump back for a second, um, if you can, to August. um, As we began this whole um, theme of the wisdom of scripture. And if you remember, we began at the beginning with Genesis and those two creation accounts found in chapters 1 and 2. The words used in the telling of Jesus' baptism, will they call us back to Genesis as God's voice speaks over the waters. And what did we glean from the creation stories about who God is and who we are? We named We named that part of the wisdom of scripture we find in those creation accounts is that we are connected on one side of the family tree with the divine. We are created in the image of God. And we also named that on the other side of that family tree, we are connected to creation itself, the soil itself. And God formed the human being, Adam, dust from the fertile soil, Adamah. We named the biblical writers over and over again explore this infinitely complex web of relationships with the earth, with the non-human creatures, uh, with one another, this relationship in which we are all embedded. Scripture helps us to see the degree to which our relationship with God is bound up in our relationships with the creatures whom God has made. To put it succinctly, we said God created a very relational world. And baptism reminds us of all of this. Our connection to God, for we are beloved sons and daughters of the divine, and our connection to one another, we are baptized in community, and our connection to the earth itself, for it is water that we use. Today, what we remember, what we lift and proclaim is that the waters of baptism are about a relational God of love choosing to wade into the waters with us. We remember, we lift up and proclaim that this water doesn't just wash over me or you. This water washes over all of us, gives us a new identity, calls us into a different way, the way of love a life of service and compassion for and connection with all of God's creation. We are children of God, disciples of Jesus Christ, and the waters of baptism call us to a life lived in love, loving God, loving neighbor. So yes, baptism is an important tradition within the life of the church, not only as an initiation rite into the church, but also as this creation of another bond that connects us to all other members of the church in every country, in every circumstance, in every time and place. We're the same family. We're all called to sit at the same table and share life together. Baptism calls us to a certain life of Christian devotion and service, a life of compassion compassion for and connection with all of God's creation. So over the next few weeks, um, we will focus on this theme of scripture, um, the wisdom that names, um, we who are many are one body in Christ. And individually, we are members one of another. And it all begins for us at the baptismal font, an entrance into community. Amen. Part of what we will do today as um, we think about our connection, um, as we think about our shared life together, as we think about stewardship and all the parts that we play, as we will commission our 2024 leaders for the coming year. You'll see their names in the bulletin. Um, I was going to call them up front, but I think just stand where you are because I like the visual um, of you standing among the people Um, not as a, you come up here and that means you're doing all the work while they just sit in the chairs. Um, But you are serving together, and these are uh, the names that have been lifted, that we have approved, um, to kind of sit in those leadership roles for the coming year. Um, So I'm going to say your names. You can just stand where you are and remain standing, and I have a little liturgy that we will do together. Um, So our leadership board, first as a reminder in April, We voted to move to a simple governance structure, which means we have taken all the administrative functions of the church, according to the Book of Discipline, and moved them into one board. So SPRC, trustees, and finance, and administrative council all work together as one board. Um, There's a brochure on the table out there. There's not a whole lot Um, But it reminds us of that vote and also what this board does, and we can speak more to that um, in the coming days. And then our lay leadership nominations, because that committee remains intact as the ones to lift up, uh, to name, to develop, and to deploy the leaders that serve in their respective roles. Um, So I'm going to ask you to stand and remain standing, and we have a liturgy we'll do together. Um, So Alan Branson, who is our lay leader. Bob Chun, Edie Coleman-Hambleton, Florence Cooper, one of our annual conference lay delegates. Chris Gibbs. Kitty Johnson. Matthew Kirk. Christine Morrison. Jody Nichols. Drew Pruitt. Darlene Roberts, who will serve as our chair. And Bobby Stevenson, our other annual conference lay delegates. And our lay leadership nominations people, uh, Brandon Jones. Molly Kirk. Mark McLean. Carrie Miller, Phyllis Nowicki, Clayton Pickle, and Elizabeth Templeton. So I have a little liturgy uh, that I worked up that we're going going to do. Um, And I use the language that we use when someone comes up here and wishes to join this faith community. Um, And it's almost the exact same language. Um, But as a member, Of this community of faith, you have expressed your desire uh, to be a disciple and follower of Jesus Christ. As you continue in leadership or step into leadership, will you allow your church family to love and support you? As together we serve God and our neighbor with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service? If so, say we will. And friends, these individuals are part of your church family and they have answered the call to step into leadership will you love them support them encourage them pray for them answering the call you may receive from them to step into leadership will you be their church family if so say we will Thank you to our leaders and welcome everyone to 2024. Uh, May we continue to welcome, grow, serve, and celebrate together, being open to all the ways God will call us out of the waters to love the world God so loves. Amen. And let's give them a hand. And you may be seated. Now, before we move over um, to our prayers to the people, a little that you may be wondering, or you may not be wondering, uh, what this table is over here. You heard John reference it. Uh, But as we move into a stewardship season, part of what came to mind uh, was this idea that it really does take a village. We really do all have a part to play. Um, There are different pieces to this big puzzle that is the church. Yes? Yes. Um, So your pledge cards are a little different. They are puzzle pieces. Um, I have a really funny, horrible story about how I messed these up. So if you want to hear that later, come and see me. Um, Anyway, so you can pick one up and take it, but they'll be in the chairs in the next coming weeks. And I do hope you prayerfully discern how your commitment can be a piece of the puzzle. When you have filled that out, you can turn it in up here, but you're not done. When you turn it in... Grab. You may have to grab two because this is a big puzzle. Grab two puzzle pieces, put them on the board, and we can watch as all of our collective pieces come together um, to make us church, to make us who we are. Um, But those will be out in the chairs in the coming weeks. And you also may have noticed the posters around. These are posters for some of our small group opportunities and another piece of the puzzle, a way you can connect. Um, So you can read through those. If you're trying to find a new way to, to connect, and we'll share more about that in the coming weeks as well. And if you don't see one on there that fits a need you may have, come see me. There's always room to grow and to add more, add more puzzle pieces to, um, to the picture that is Parkway Hills. But as we hold all of this and as we think about the coming year, let us go to God in prayer. Let us pray. God who calls us into the waters of baptism to be made new. You are also the God who calls us out of the water to be the love and grace that we have been freely given. Forgive us for those times when we don't trust that you are enough, where we don't allow your spirit to reach in and do a new thing. When we forget and we don't believe that in you, there is a better way. We come to you today saying, give us strength and bless us with peace. We pray for this world that you have made. May you move again over the troubled waters where carelessness and violence bring chaos, restore order, goodness, and life. We pray for the church you have redeemed. Renew us in the gifts of your spirit and the call to Christian discipleship. where untruths and conspiracy theories and reaches for power have divided us. Make us one in the baptism we share. Give us strength, O Lord, and bless us with peace. We pray for the peoples you have created. Give to leaders of all nations the wisdom to know what is good. Where people are poor and hungry, provide justice and daily bread. Where anxiety and fear and anger reside, provide comfort and hope. We pray for the leaders of this country. Grant them words of wisdom and grace to restore the brokenness among us. Give strength, O Lord, and bless us with peace. We pray for loved ones that you have given us. Bless our families, our friends, and neighbors. Keep them safe from trouble and danger. Where there is sorrow, sickness, or suffering, send your spirit of comfort and healing. Lord, we each hold heavy on our hearts and minds, individuals um, and things that just Weigh on us. We lift those to you now, either silently or aloud. and long. O oh God who hears our prayers, we lift all those we hold in love to you, trusting that in love you receive our prayers. All this we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, whose voice is our strength and salvation, whose breath is the spirit of peace, and who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will it be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's not in temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. A couple things before we close with our closing hymn. One, um, if baptism is not part of your faith story or your story as of yet, but you're curious about what that means, um, come and see me. I'd love to be in conversation with you about that. Um, If you've been visiting with us and you're searching to join a church faith community, find a place to call home. Um, I'd be happy to be in conversation with you about that as well. Um, And second, um, you know, as you heard already from John, uh, it literally is of all of us giving our peace that allows us to be church, um, to be a place that shares a God who is love, um, and that is love in our community. There's a basket in the back where you can give your gifts, your tithes, your offerings, or you can give online or through our Vanco mobile app. But now I invite you to stand as we sing together as we go. You'll find it in your, in your bulletin. Let us stand and sing. As a reminder, since our Wednesday nights are beginning, if you would help us by placing... There is stuff flying in front of me. Place your uh, hymnals on the carts in the back as you walk out. Um, But now, receive this benediction. Let us indeed go forth from this place as individuals knowing and trusting and believing that we have been named and claimed by a God of love so that we may step into the world as love. Amen. Amen.